and welcome to the Peaceful Pastures podcast, finding peace in the pastures, spending 10 minutes each day with your shepherd. I am Pastor Daniel Lewig, and this podcast is brought to you by Christ Countryside Ministries, the regional ministries of St. John's Hill Point, Trinity Lime Ridge, and Bethlehem Richland Center. Today begins our next week of study in Genesis, covering chapters 13 through 16. For first-time listeners, this podcast studies four chapters of Genesis for four days each week, listening to the Word, capturing the context, putting yourself in the narrative, and applying the Word to your life. On day one, we let the Word speak. We try not to bring any preconceived pictures or thoughts into our head, and just listen to the Word. As you listen, make a mental or paper note about what struck you or stood out to you, what confused you, what wowed you. And most importantly, allow yourself to listen at the foot of your shepherd. To prepare ourselves to listen to God's word, we begin with a short prayer. Heavenly Father, these things are written, that we may believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, and that by believing, we may have life in his name. Amen. Genesis chapter 13. Abram went up out of Egypt into the Negev. He went with his wife and with all that he had, and with Lot too. Abram was very wealthy in livestock, in silver, and in gold. He went on his journeys from the Negev to Bethel, to the place where his tent had been at the beginning, between Bethel and Ai. He went to the site of the altar that he had made there earlier. There Abram proclaimed the name of the Lord. Lot, who went with Abram, also had flocks, herds, and tents. The land was not able to support them if they lived close together because their possessions were so great that they could not live together. There was conflict between the herdsmen of Abram's livestock and the herdsmen of Lot's livestock. The Canaanites and the Perizzites lived in the land at that time. Abram said to Lot, Please, because we are close relatives, let there be no conflict between me and you and between my herdsmen and your herdsmen. Doesn't the whole land lie before you? Please separate yourself from me. If you go to the left, then I will go to the right. Or if you go to the right, then I will go to the left. Lot looked up and saw the whole region around the Jordan River as you come to Zoar. Before the Lord destroyed Sodom and Gomorrah, it was well watered everywhere like the garden of the Lord, like the land of Egypt. So Lot chose the region around the Jordan for himself. Lot headed out towards the east, and they separated from each other. Abram lived in the land of Canaan, and Lot lived among the cities of the region around the Jordan and moved his tent close to Sodom. Now the men of Sodom were extremely wicked sinners against the Lord. After Lot was separated from him, the Lord said to Abram, Now lift up your eyes and look around from the place where you are. Look north and south, east and west, because all the land that you see, I will give to you and to your descendants permanently. I will make your descendants 
like the dust of the earth. So that if a man could count the dust of the earth, then your descendants could also be counted. Get up, walk through the length and breadth of the land, because I will give it to you. Abram moved his tent and went to live by the oaks at Mamre, which are at Hebron, and built an altar there to the Lord. In those days, Amraphel, king of Shinar, Arioch, king of Elisar, Kedoralomer, king of Elam, and Tidal, king of Goyim, made war against Bera, king of Sodom, Bersha, king of Gomorrah, Shinab, king of Adma, Shemember, king of Zeboim, and the king of Bela, that is Zoar. All these joined together in the valley of, the, of Sidim, that is, the Salt Sea. For twelve years they served Kedoralomer, but in the thirteenth year they rebelled. In the fourteenth year, Kedoralomer and the kings who were with him came and struck the Rephaites in Asheroth Karanim, the Zuzites in Ham, the Emites in Shaveh Kirathayim, and the Horites in their Mount Sire, all the way to El Paran, which is by the wilderness. They returned and came to En Mishpat, that is Kadesh, and struck all the territory of the Amalekites, and also the Amorites who lived in Hazazan Tamar. The king of Sodom, the king of Gomorrah, the king of Adma, the king of Zeboim, and the king of Bela, that is Zoar, went out and lined up for battle in the valley of Sidim against, Ted, against Kedoralomer, king of Elam, title king of Goyim, Amraphel, king of Shinar, and Arioch, king of Elisar, four kings against five. Now the valley of Sidim was full of tar pits. When the kings of Sodom and Gomorrah fled, they fell there. Those who survived fled to the hills. The raiders took all of their possessions of Sodom and Gomorrah and all their food and then went on their way. Because he had been living in Sodom, they took also Lot, the son of Abram's brother, and his possessions and went on their way. One person escaped and came and told Abram the Hebrew, who was living by the oaks that belonged to Mamre the Amorite, the brother of Eshcol, and Aner. They were allies of Abram. When Abram heard that his relative was taken captive, he led out all of his trained men who were born in his house, 318 of them, and pursued them as far as Dan. During the night, he divided his servants into groups to attack them. He struck them and pursued them to Hobah, north of Damascus. He brought back all the possessions. He also brought back his relative Lot and his possessions, and the women also, and the rest of the people. After Abram returned from the defeat of Kedorlomer and the kings who were with him, the king of Sodom went out to meet him at the valley of Shaveh, that is, the king's valley. Melchizedek, king of Salem, brought out bread and wine. He was a priest of God Most High. He blessed Abram and said, Blessed be Abram by God Most High, creator of heaven and earth, and blessed be God Most High, who has delivered your enemies into your hand. Abram gave him a tenth of everything. The king of Sodom said to Abram, Give me the people and take the goods for yourself. Abram said to the king of Sodom, 
I have lifted up my hand to swear to the Lord God Most High, creator of heaven and earth, that I will not take a thread or a sandal strap or anything that is yours, so that you cannot say, I have made Abram rich. I will take nothing except that which the young men have eaten and the share belonging to the men who went with me, namely Aner, Eshkol, and Mamre. Let them take their share. After these events, the word of the Lord came to Abram in a vision. He said, Do not be afraid, Abram. I am your shield, your very great reward. Abram said, Lord God, what can you give me since I remain childless, and the one who will inherit my estate is Eliezer of Damascus? Abram also said, Look, you have given me no offspring, so a servant born in my house will be my heir. Just then the word of the Lord came to him. God said, This man will not be your heir, but instead one who will come out of your own body will be your heir. The Lord then brought him outside and said, Now look toward the sky and count the stars if you are able to count them. He said to Abram, This is what your descendants will be like. Abram believed in the Lord, and the Lord credited it to him as righteousness. He said to him, I am the Lord who brought you out of Ur of the Chaldeans to give you this land as a possession. He said, Lord God, how will I know that I will possess it? The Lord said to him, Bring me a heifer three years old, a female goat three years old, a ram three years old, a turtle dove, and a young pigeon. Abram gathered all of these, divided them in half, and laid the two halves across from each other, but he did not divide the birds in two. Birds of prey came down on the carcasses, but Abram drove them away. When the sun was going down, a deep sleep fell on Abram. Then terrifying deep darkness fell on him. The Lord said to Abram, Know this, your descendants will live as aliens in a land that is not theirs, and they will serve its people who will afflict them for four hundred years. But I will surely judge the nation that they will serve. Afterward, your descendants will come out with great wealth, but you will go to your fathers in peace. You will be buried at a good old age. In the fourth generation, your descendants will come here again, because the guilt of the Amorites is not yet full. Then when the sun had gone down and it was dark, suddenly a smoking oven and a flaming torch passed between the pieces. On that day the Lord made a covenant with Abram. He said, To your descendants I have given this land from the river of Egypt to the great river, the river Euphrates. I will give you the territory of the Kenites, the Kenizzites, the Cadmonites, the Hittites, the Perizzites, the Rephaites, the Amorites, the Canaanites, the Girgashites, and the Jebusites. Now Sarah, Abram's wife, bore no children for him. She had a servant girl, an Egyptian, whose name was Hagar. Sarai said to Abram, 
See, now the Lord has prevented me from bearing children. Please go to my servant girl. It may be that I can build up a family through her. Abram listened to the voice of Sarai. After Abram had lived ten years in the land of Canaan, Sarai, Abram's wife, took her servant girl, Hagar the Egyptian, and gave her to her husband, Abram, to be his wife. He went to Hagar, and she conceived. When she saw that she had conceived, she looked down on her mistress. Sarai said to Abram, This wrong that I am suffering is on account of you. I gave my servant girl into your embrace, and when she saw that she had conceived, she looked down on me. May the Lord judge between me and you. But Abram said to Sarai, Look, your servant girl is in your hands. Do to her whatever seems good to you. Sarai dealt harshly with her, and she fled from her presence. The angel of the Lord found Hagar beside a flowing spring in the wilderness, beside the spring on the way to Shur. He said, Hagar, servant girl of Sarai, where did you come from? Where are you going? She said, I am fleeing from the presence of my mistress Sarai. The angel of the Lord said to her, Return to your mistress and submit to her authority. The angel of the Lord said to her, I will greatly multiply your descendants, so that they will be too many to count. The angel of the Lord said to her, Listen, you are expecting a child and will give birth to a son. You shall name him Ishmael, because the Lord has heard your affliction. He will be a wild donkey of a man. His hand will be against every man and every man's hand against him. He will dwell in hostility towards all of his brothers. She called the name of the Lord who spoke to her. You are a God who sees. For she said, Here have I really seen him who sees me. Therefore the well was called Be'er Lahai Roy. It is right there between Kadesh and Bered. Hagar gave birth to a son for Abram. Abram named his son, whom Hagar bore, Ishmael. Abram was 86 years old when Hagar bore Ishmael for him. This wraps up today's podcast. We invite you to join in next time and take the opportunity to share our podcast with someone in your life who could use some peace in the pastures. You can find our podcast on all major podcasting platforms. If you have any questions, feel free to contact us at Christ Countryside Wells, W-E-L-S, at yahoo.com. Our podcast is brought to you by Christ Countryside Ministries, the regional ministry of St. John's Hill Point, Trinity Lime Ridge, and Bethlehem Richland Center. Music used with permission from Koine, part of their soundtrack to Oh That the Lord Would Guide My Ways. You can find their music on iTunes and many other online musical stores. Scripture used in this podcast is from the Evangelical Heritage Version, used with permission from the Wartburg Project. This is Pastor Daniel Lewig wishing you God's richest blessings on your day.